many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's up, friends? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to get it growing, get it going, whatever you want to say. Today, we're going to talk about an important topic I feel like it can build some very important momentum or continue to build some very important momentum towards the things we want in our lives. This year, this time that we're going through is really making many of us question so much. What is important to us? Where are we going? Who's in our lives? Are they good or bad for me? And I see a lot of people discovering a lot about themselves and a lot about where they're going and where they want to be. And I think that this time we have spent away from people has has really showed us that they're really, really good or for us, or they're really bad for us. You know, they're, um, you know, if they were good for us, we miss them a lot. And if they weren't good for us, we're kind of maybe finding a little bit of relief in, in the absence of it. And that same goes for places as well. You know, we're away from the workplace. How much happier are you working from home? Or do you miss the people you're working with? Do you miss that work environment? But either way, we're taking inventory. We're really forced to take an inventory lately. And I think that's lit a fire underneath a lot of people. And, you know, it's definitely lit a fire in me. And it's shown me some things that I either liked or didn't like about myself. And I think a lot of other people are going through that as well. I think they're finding out what they they don't like about certain relationships, what they don't like in the world. Um, and they're taking steps to, to change all that. I think on the flip side, people also need to remember the appreciation part so much in times like this. The appreciation part needs to be remembered and cherished. People are, are really taking inventory for what they have and who they have and the things maybe they're missing and finding appreciation for those in a place they never had before, which is really important. People are, are losing so many things as well. They're losing businesses, jobs, homes, and you know, it's so important that if you have those things, you really take inventory and find time every single day to express the gratitude for the things that you do have. But in taking that inventory, we either put the brakes on some of the things that we have going on that we don't like, um, and, and we change our direction, our focus, or maybe we double down on the efforts on some of the things that we love and appreciate and focus on in our lives. And really more of that will come to us. Whatever it is that we focus on, that's what's going to show up. And making those drastic changes and moving on something, whether it's something important, it's something that we're building or continuing to build momentum on, or it's something that we're completely putting the brakes on in our lives, something in our life that we really want to stop and and shift and completely turn around, means that sometimes we really need to take an inventory about what it is that we're doing and why. We need to look at the, the roadmap or the blueprint that we have built in our lives 
and the place we've set for our destination, and we need to make sure that we stay on course for the path that we choose to take. But even for those of us who are highly motivated, we start to lose our fire. Most of the time, I find it because, of course, things are never moving as fast as we want them to. They're never moving as fast as I want them to. We're in that instant gratification world, so we wanted it yesterday. But we tend to maybe sometimes get discouraged. I find that in a lot of people that I, that I have conversations with day to day or do life coaching with, they tend to lose their fire and they lose their momentum. When that momentum slows down, it's easy to let that continue to happen until the fire is completely put out, until the momentum stops. It happens even to some of the most successful people in the world. Um, almost every successful person you can bump into has hit that slump at some point. They they slow down and they need something to fire them back up. So what do we do? What do we do to get our fire stoked? What do those people do to keep their fire stoked? What do we do when we need to make a course correction in life and find a new path? What do we do when we hit a roadblock and, and we need to get moving again? You need to identify what your why is. You need to find your why. Why you're seeking a change or why you have a certain destination Get that locked in and use that as your motivation every single day. And we're going to take a deep dive into that topic today. Before we do, I did want to throw out there a reminder to throw us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. It will help us spread the podcast to new people, uh, especially if you tell family and friends about it. Or if you have a specific episode, um, if there's an episode you particularly like, you can copy the link from that episode on whatever platform you're listening on. You can post it into social media, text it to a friend, whatever you can do. Um, but most of our listener referrals uh, really help us in this biz. They're huge in this biz. It, it really is where uh, most of the word will spread. I mean, marketing is one thing, but um, really word of mouth is is the biggest one. And it's amazing how many people have have told me they've shared this with family and friends. And we, we just continue to see the stats build and build week after week, month after month. Um, we're going to be hitting our one-year anniversary show on September 28th of 2020. And we're approaching the 10,000 download mark, which is an amazing thing that that I just can't even believe it's reaching that mark. Um, you know, as of the recording of this in, in mid-September, we have 63 countries with listeners, 43 states out of 50 in the United States. And it really wouldn't be this way if, if it weren't for people to share, uh, if it weren't for people sharing this. And it's very much appreciated. So please keep it up. Whatever you can do to check out the social media pages and all that, um, as well as the YouTube page. We just fired that up in the last few months and we're going to be getting more content on there. When season two starts after episode, the, uh, the first year is over with, we'll start season two and a lot of different stuff is going to be coming out for that season. So we'll have some full length episodes on there um, on YouTube. And, uh, and once our studio is done, which we're in the process of breaking ground on right now, we're building a, a whole addition onto the house and part of that's going to be a podcast studio it's going to be pretty amazing um, we'll have some more video content going along with that in-person interviews uh, it's a very exciting time things are going to be definitely exploding in the in the next year or so so often on the show i pose a question to listeners one that will provoke your critical thinking and one that i try not to answer for you so you can answer yourself I think some of the best answers to the questions that we have in life are, are an answer that we've had buried deep inside that someone else just uncovers for us. Like the question in the beginning of the show, are you living or are you killing time? Because when you ask yourself that question, you take an inventory of you, your day, your momentum, or your direction in life. And that's not something I can answer for you or anyone can answer for you for that matter. 
because you could have no major direction in life. You, you may not have an empire that you're building, no castle that you're constructing. And that could be exactly where you want to be. Don't ever let a social norm or a set of expectations dictate how you're going to do things. That's one thing that, that really kind of bothers me in a lot of the shows that are similar to this one and ones that I've listened to that have kind of inspired me is that it, it's put out by extremely highly motivated people and they really make you feel like you have to be grinding it out, like you have to be going to the gym, like you have to be creating things, you have to be out there doing this and doing that. You don't have to do anything. You can do exactly what it is that makes you happy as long as you have that deep down happiness and satisfaction of who you are and what you're doing in life. You don't have to grind it out. I'm just one of those sick, twisted people who always has to seem to squeeze out 26 hours out of a 24-hour day and try and do too many things. That doesn't have to be you. So don't let my motivation or other motivated people make you feel like that's an obligation to sort of fit into this realm. It's not. Just because someone has something going on and they're grinding and, and getting three hours of sleep, you know, it doesn't mean that that's what it works for everybody. That that doesn't necessarily make very happy people because I can tell you sometimes all the stuff that I have going on doesn't make me very happy. I like to have some stillness sometimes. I like to have my, my calm and my peace and my time to myself and having to constantly do things from sunup till sundown from you know, 5 a.m. till 8 p.m., um, it, it's a lot of work. And it doesn't exactly lead to a whole lot of happiness sometimes, but on the flip side, it's the life I've chosen and I love to feel like I'm creating, contributing. So in a sense, that does give me something. It's a little bit of a, of a why for me. I have certain whys built into every one of the things that I do. But just because someone's training to run a marathon doesn't mean you have to. If you're quote-unquote living is a life pace that is, is super chill and, and you read and you do yoga and you fish and you paint, you do you, you do whatever it is. As long as you're content with life, that's living. So don't let anyone else define that for you. That's, that's number one. That right there can help you find your why. But whatever it is that you're doing, ask yourself, what exactly is your why? What drives you to do what you do? When your tank is empty, when you're just down, when, when you don't feel like you have anything left, what gives you that extra push? What do you use to motivate you to go to that, that extra mile? For me, it's the lessons I've learned along the way in my path and making sure that I don't backslide on those lessons or, or at least I try to minimize the loss of my progress. You know, why have I become a better dad? Why do I strive to be a great father for my son? Well, because honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, a father figure growing up. My my father was young and kind of irresponsible when I was a young kid. And then he relocated across the country and, and started another family, um, which I had the choice to move and I didn't. And, you know, that that's just how my life worked out. But because of that, um, I'm motivated to to be the father that I am. My dad is a, gr- is a great man. He, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He's a kind man who, who really means well. But he wasn't the kind of person that... I've really grown to be as as a father. You know, I coach. I, I'm probably my kid's probably saying that I'm like too much into his life at this point because he's 13. Um, but you know, I didn't have a parent who who dragged me out of bed to go on fishing trips, and I never had family vacations when I was a kid. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't have uh, huge family Christmases like we have here every year, and, and Christmas mornings like we have with our family. Um, I just didn't have that complete family, and it was a dream for me. And, you know, my mom did the best she could throughout my entire life, but that was just something that I always wish I had. And that was my why. That was my why 
when things almost started to fall apart for me 10 years ago and I almost lost the potential to have all of that in my life. My why to become that better man, that better husband, that better father was I didn't want to lose that. It was something I had lost touch with and if that would have been my why all along, I would have never had a risk of that that disappearing from my life. But ever since then, since that wake-up call, that's always been my why. I've made sure that I gave up jobs and opportunities to ensure that that why, which was most important to me, remained the number one focus in my life and turned down six-figure salaries and a bunch of different opportunities, huge titles and all that kind of stuff because that why was more important than any other one. As a husband, my why to be the best for my wife, the best man that she deserves, is because she's the most kind-hearted, sweetest person ever. And you know, although she still sees me at my worst sometimes, she sees the, the, the bad parts more than anybody else does, the bad parts that rear their ugly head more than they often should, I still want to make sure that I give her the man that she deserves. My why to do the things that I do in the whole outside world, are, are they're all different. Politically, I ran for office because I saw a lot of ugly when I was on the other side of the desk. And I did not want our town, our society, even on a bigger scale. Right now, I'm starting off small. But I see so much bad stuff out there that I cannot sit back on the sidelines and continue to take a passive role in any of it. So I'm starting at the bottom and I'm going to be working my way up through the years to make change because I want it one run correctly and I want it run fairly. And I know that's that's really a, a, a subjective thing that can can transpire in anybody's lives. Of course, my opinion of what's fair and, and, and just is going to be different than other people's, but I really feel like a lot of my concepts are ones that if they were out there, the world would be a much better place. And that was my why. I, I want people to be happy in this city that we live in, the town that we live in, and happy citizens will transfer, uh, you know, happy employer, having a, have a great place that, that people want to work is going to translate into the citizens that live here, which is going to make people love their city, give back. It's going to translate into so many better, greater, grander things for the town that we live in. So that's my why. For this show, my why is still something that's really honestly developing. Um, it, at one point, it was it was a very limited project that I'd never planned on. And it, it really has been by the seat of my pants all along. This, this whole thing it really has been. And it's just transpired in ways I would have never predicted and didn't plan on. But as people started to tune in, they, they started to, to ask for more. And it's because of people who are listening, people like you. They became my why. You became my why. Then I found it to be a passion. So the demand and the support really drove me. And the outlet that it created for me drove me. And But it, it let me dial in on this really because... It was a passion I had, it was really an undiscovered passion and it became my why. The something that carries me on every day and it's something I really still haven't defined all the way. I'm still in the process of defining it. But, and really I think my process of defining my why is maybe something that could help you define yours as well. I guess my biggest why, my biggest reason to do anything and throw a ton of effort into it has really been for two reasons. It's, it's either been for money or for passion. I had a passion to be a better man and a husband. And really, that only came when I almost lost the opportunity to have that. And that still guides me to this day. In my career, being the best at what I did always drove me. 
but honestly, so did the money. The long hours, the projects that I took on, those were all my biggest focus at the time. And ultimately, it was the money and the notoriety that came along with everything that I was doing. So identifying why your why is your why is an important first step. Are you doing it for the right reasons, the right people, the right outcome? I mean, all through our lives, we're told to go to school, get a good job. That's your path. We're never taught to go toward our passion. We're not told to go toward what lights us up. Like a moth to a flame, what is it that lights you up and pulls you toward it with an uncontrollable gravity? Whatever that is, that is your why. Sometimes you're told in these circles of motivational speakers, law of attraction concepts, like people who guide entrepreneurs and hustlers that that you need to choose money or your passion. And you're not going to make money from your passion. And if you you do, it's not going to come for years. Don't believe that narrative either. No one can tell you how things are going to work out. No one knows divine source, the universe, whatever you want to call it. It knows. It's the only thing that knows. You don't. They don't. So you don't have to listen to that. It's kind of BS. To an extent, it is true. Uh, So I don't want to completely poo-poo on it, but... It's not an, an unbreakable rule. It's not It's not an undeniable truth. Sometimes you do have to do a passion just because it's worth doing, though. You can't do it with the expectation that you're going to make it huge. You're going to make money. Um, I mean, with this podcast, you can take that as an example. I'm continuing to do it, and I'm developing a dream out of it because I enjoy doing it. It's something that I like to do. But if something comes from it, if more money comes from it than what's coming in now, and it turns into something where I can make this a complete lifestyle, that's my dream come true. Am I doing it for that purpose? Yes and no. I'm doing it because it is a fun hobby. People, it's helping people. It's sort of building momentum. And it's it's genuinely, I feel like it's out there and it's actually helping people. They wouldn't be tuning in if they didn't enjoy it. So why not continue to build that momentum? But so far, it hasn't gotten there. And maybe someday I'll tire of it and move on. Who knows? But at this point, the money is not governing it. Where in the past, I have had things govern what I do based on the salary that went along with it. And on the flip side, I've also turned down six-figure salaries and jobs that come with some crazy, awesome, and exciting opportunities for the sole purpose that my why at that current point, being a good husband and father, That was my biggest why, and no title or no amount of pay was going to override that. So my life reflected what my biggest why, I mean, like I talk about in the episode where I talk about developing a dream, um, I've found one that this is the biggest passion that I have in life at the current moment. It's probably the biggest passion that I could come up with for an occupation. If I thought of what I could do for the rest of my life that would be extremely rewarding and interesting and exciting, this would be it. And it's been redefined over and over again throughout the years. It's been redefined of what that dream or that that occupational wish would be for me. But at this current moment, I can't think of anything that would be bigger than this. Talking to people about this kind of stuff, helping people reach their highest potential, thinking critically about their life, all the interesting stuff that comes along with understanding the universe and the world around us and how we fit into it all. This stuff lights me up. It's awesome getting people to think critically about everything that's going on in the world and stopping to listen to other people and about how to walk, talk, think, and act about 
everything to be mindful about what they do. That's what lights me up. And I know that this can be a profession, but I'm not worried about the how. And those are all the things that are my why. You all here are my why. And the how is going to come to me at some point, just like it will for you. Just like when I chose to transform my outlook on my personal life, I didn't worry about how. I turned inward, I made sure I defined it, and along the way, I left the parts behind that I didn't think would work, that I didn't think I needed to have anymore, the things that weren't working, and I incorporated the parts that I wanted to work for me. There's a certain part where too much thought will get you off track because you overthink. Your intellect will get in the way of your instinct. And what I mean by that is your intellect is going to tell you where you maybe want to be or where you need to change, you know, who to use as your role model maybe, or how much you want to make for money, and what your passion maybe is. But your instincts will best guide you to the path that is the right one for you. And you need to let that develop and grow organically, really, and, and get that analytical mind out of the equation sometimes. I think that was a huge part of what hung me up as well, because my mind's always trying to figure out where do I need to go and what do I need to do? It's always trying to work out problems. And that's what keeps us up at night, those anxieties. And we need to get that right out of the equation and just let things unfold as they're meant to. And I think that's a huge part of why they say the law of attraction can work against you. It's, I think if people shift their mind, when they talk about the law of attraction, if you listen to videos on it and, you know, I really don't talk about that as much as I was planning to do on this podcast whenever I first started this. Um, But, you know, the law of attraction, we'll talk about that very soon in one of the upcoming episodes about the universal laws. But it's really not some magical, whimsical, new age kind of thing. It's not some magical force that you can't see. Um, I, I think you can totally see it in everyday life. And when I say see it, I mean observe it. It, it Maybe not physically with your eyes, but it's, it's everything that you can observe through all of your senses. It's that inner dialogue that tells you that it's that inner dialogue that you have, that inner dialogue that, that you tell yourself. It's the one that guides you and it guides your momentum. Let's say you don't like the way that you look and your why becomes... I want to be in shape. That becomes your why. You can sit there and you can tell yourself when you look in the mirror, I don't like the way that I look. I'm in horrible shape. What's happened to me? I've let myself go. Or you can totally say, I'm going to transform what I see because I don't like it. There's a difference. One says, here's what I am and I don't like it. And that dialogue creates a state. It creates a state of, I don't like who I am. It says, I'm this way and I'm unhappy. So what happens? You stay that way and you continue to be unhappy with it because you're waiting for something else to show up. You're waiting for you to look physically different before you're going to feel better about yourself. Call that the law of attraction if you want. But what you think of, what is the predominant thought of your mind is what comes to you. It's all relative. But when you make that observation of yourself, say you're looking in that mirror And instead of saying, I don't like what I see, you can say, I don't care for what I see, but I'm going to change it. You can make that your inner dialogue. And now you have a trajectory. You're not saying, I'm this way and I'm staying this way. You're declaring that 
You have a goal. You are going to move. You're going to get something done. And when you do that, you make progress. And that little bit of progress, even if it's just that first day, that first pound, you're going to build momentum on that. And when you drop a belt notch or two and you say to yourself, I'm not done. I've got more to go and I'm going to get there. And you keep on saying that every single day. You keep on taking that inventory. You keep on returning to your why. The why could be in that situation, I want to just be healthier. I just want to look a little bit better. You're not going to fit into a typecast. You're not trying to look like somebody else, if that's your why. Because that's a really unhealthy why to have. And that often happens in people trying to become physically fit. They're trying to be someone else. Be a better version of you. That's all you should be looking at. But anyways, Back to this example, you keep on taking inventory of your why every single day and you keep going, but as long as that why is, I want to be better, I'm going to be better, and don't keep telling yourself that you don't look good. Don't keep telling yourself you don't like what you see. You can just keep telling yourself, I like the progress that I'm making, and that's going to build the momentum, and the momentum will continue to build. That's what happens in the law of attraction. But also, you have to create a roadmap to your why. And to be honest with you folks, that is one of the hugest parts of the process that so many of us make a mistake on. So many of us skip that step, and it doubles the length of time. It doesn't mean it's not going to show up. It doesn't mean that that end goal isn't going to show up because your why is not strong enough. It's just, you you can start in California and aim for Massachusetts, And you're probably maybe going to find your way. I think if you start at one ocean, you end at the other, and then you can find your way up north, you'll eventually get up here. When things start to get really expensive and people get a little pretentious, you're probably close. (laughs) Um, But you need a map. You need a roadmap. That's going to get you there a lot faster. If you know the direction that you're going and you try to map out a direction on a map out a clear direction on how you're going to get there that will get you there so much faster. It's going to expedite that growth. And in turn, the attainment of your goal and your dreams is going to come so much faster when you've defined the destination on the map. Whether it's getting in shape or creating a podcast, whatever it is, you have to define that end goal, that point on the map, define that destination. And once you have that, you can do a map check every single day and make sure that you're on the right track for progress. If it's weight loss, you could take a picture of what it is you don't like. You could put it on the mirror and let that be your why. Like, I want to change from that, and I'm going to make some progress. And you can compare yourself in the mirror every day if you want. You can put it on the wall. You can put it inside the snack cabinet. Um, I've heard people doing that as well. You can remind yourself of what it is that you want to change every single day. I have a whiteboard up above me right now, above what I have for my podcast. And I've put motivational quotes and different things up there, maybe little cards or notes that my wife has given me and stuff. But lately, I have... Number one, created a journal. Um, I picked up actually a a, um, a roadmap journal, so to speak, that helps me define where I'm going to be going with my goals, and I check in with it often. But some of my major goals, I keep up on this whiteboard, and I look at it daily. This is the room that I go to to meditate. I grab my coffee in the morning. I come in here, turn the lights off, and I meditate first thing in the morning. And that's one of the first things that I put in my mind, and that guides me for my day. I'm going to make whatever strides I can to reach those goals, whether it's a small one or a big one, and I'm going to keep on moving on those goals every day, and it keeps me super motivated. I've never had anything that was as powerful as having that on this board since I put this thing up. 
really sometimes just having that why right there dangling in front of you. It's like the carrot on the end of the rope. And, you know, although sometimes it might feel like you're riding a turtle going after that carrot, you're still going to be making some progress. Every step forward is a step forward. It took me a long time to define that end goal, to really figure out that this right here, connection and talking with people, talking about inspiring life topics and enhancing topics, helping people discover life, that was my passion. And it's funny because it comes from almost the polar opposite of what I was doing for so long. Everything that we were dealing with was people at their lowest moments, and there really wasn't much room to step in and be motivational, to treat people in such a high enlightening way. And I did what I could, and I think that probably led to a lot of the success that I had in some of the fields and the successful relationships I I had with people when I did interact with them. I was just known when I showed up for things that I wasn't going to have negative interactions with people. Um, people could have negative inter- interactions with with my colleagues uh, on a regular basis, but usually when I showed up, um, it was a different it was a different aspect. But I didn't have much opportunity to do what I'm doing now. And a lot of the conversations that I would have, the shop talk was nothing but the negative stuff because that's all we saw. And a lot of the time, that's all we chose to focus on. So that's all that showed up. So now being on the flip side, it's, it's, I don't know. I can't even describe what it is. It's just the polar opposite. And I think I appreciate this so much more. I think that it's become such a passion of mine because I have felt the polarity of the other side. And to be honest with you, that that realization right there that I just had is the first time I've actually given that any real thought. Like, why has this become such a passion? And it's just, it's literally come to me in the middle of recording this episode. It's, uh, it's kind of an amazing prospect. It helps me kind of understand why this has come up the way that it has. Because honestly, me trying to figure out what my passion was was actually really hard. Um, and it, it actually really disappointed me when someone asked me, what's your passion? And it was really hard for me to figure out. And I was, I was kind of upset. That was a very upsetting prospect because I didn't have something that could just roll off my tongue when someone asked me that. I had to actually sit there and think about it. And that bothered me so much at the time. Personally, I, I thought it was an answer that should roll right off the tip of my tongue. It should have been something that came so easy. And it took me a long time to get over that. And if you ask yourself that same question right now, what's your passion? Do you have to pause? Think about it. If you have to think long and hard about what your passion is, that should trouble you. Because a life without passion really is is not one that you're being fully alive in. And once I defined what my passion was, I had to sit there and ask myself what it was. And then I had to go and figure it out. I was then asked, so why aren't you moving on that passion? Why aren't you declaring what it is and moving on it? And I, again, had no good answer. I had no good reason why. Yes, you can come up with reasons, but what is the real reason why? Once I discovered what the real reason why was that I wasn't moving on stuff, it was a huge moment for me. It's interesting because the biggest reason I wasn't moving on it was out of fear. Fear that I wasn't good enough or fear that I didn't have the credentials or experience to do it. 
so many reasons, but really none of them mattered. None of them, none of them were really realistic. It was just something I was painting on it. I was something I was making up to be my why. I was actually creating a limiting factor. But when I was asked, instead of the why you can't do it, what are all the whys that you should do it? And I was told to, to not write down the why nots, but to write down the whys. Since where your attention goes, energy flows, you have to keep that perspective. You have to keep the perspective of the whys in front of you, the whys that motivate you to do it, rather than the why nots that will derail you. If you focus on the why nots more than the whys, the why nots are going to show up and you're always going to find more reasons why not if that's where your focus goes. But when I started to list the reasons why I should do what I want to do, I should move on a passion, those became my momentum. I started to look and say, I enjoy it. I started to look and say, I've got a story that could be inspiring to people. And then once I made a few episodes, people actually liked it. All those things built the momentum for me. Because a lot of people also ask me, they're like, why were you so afraid to actually like come out and say something about this? Because you got to consider... I started this podcast in September of 2019. It took me up until about May of this year, 2020, to actually put stuff on my own personal social media and talk about what I was doing. And I guess the momentum of it was actually something people wanted to listen to, and it was something that I was actually going to enjoy doing. That momentum helped build something bigger than the why nots. But I started to build so many of them. It was fun. It's inspiring. It's uplifting. It helps me get uplifted in my daily life. Um, and it's great to connect with like-minded people. And the momentum just built on and on. And here it is. Ask yourself today, right now, what's your passion? And if you haven't defined it, take some time. It could take weeks. But at least take some time now to try and figure out what that passion is. Whatever it is, whatever something is that you love to do, whatever it is that lights you up, find it and try to define it and then move on it. If it's being with your family, if it's spending every minute of time you can with them because time is the most precious thing in this world, even, even though it doesn't exist, um, it's something you can't buy any of. You can't create more of it. So... Spend that, create that that time by taking the time and let that be your why. If it's the business or career path that you're struggling in right now, do the best that you can every single day to give it your all. As long as it's a deep passion, you will succeed if you believe that you will and continue to focus on your whys instead of why nots. If you're not somewhere that you want to be right now and you don't even know where you want to go, that's okay right now. Just be the best that you can be, and eventually you will outgrow the role that you're in, and you'll bloom into something greater. Sometimes it just takes time, and right now, this isn't exactly the time for things to be growing. I mean, you got to consider this like a winter on our lives, our consciousness. You know, things aren't germinating and growing in the winter. We have to wait for springtime, and this too shall pass, and a better time will come after all of this. It will follow all of this, and... You just have to believe in that and just weather the weather the winter. You just got to buckle down and keep going for it. But while you're there, while you're in that, define your why. While things are a little bit slower, 
Create a passion. Find your passion, whatever it is. You don't have to create one. Try and dig deep and find one. But then define your why. That's your passion. And the why you should do it. And then make a blueprint of what it is that lights you up. What is all of that stuff? What stokes your fire every single day? Hope and creativity are the things that will fuel that fire. And your why will give you hope. It will drive you toward it with clarity. And it's going to bring out an amazing amount of creativity that you didn't even know you had. I'm speaking from experience on this one, people. You know, And on that subject matter of this being sort of a slower sort of winter time, we're heading into winter pretty soon. I had to sit in the silence of myself at a certain point and figure out where I wanted to go. And that silence was so unbelievably maddening because I didn't really know who I was when I had to sit there and focus on that one fact. I didn't really know who I was. I also didn't really like who I found once I actually sat there and dug into who I was. So I know that silence is difficult for a lot of people. I know it myself. I know a lot of people have that similar story. And I know that that silence is sometimes a little bit too much to handle. And a lot of people are going through that this year. There's a lot of that silence. There's a lot of that self-discovery going on. And people really have to live through all of that right now. And it scares the living hell out of them. I get it. But it's necessary to dig down and find that direction. And one of the most important last bits of knowledge that I'm going to leave you with is keep redefining that passion. You know, after you've built your roadmap, after you've done all this work, after you've defined your why, you're moving on stuff, say you do that for five or 10 years, you'll say I'm on this podcast five, 10 years. Who says I can't redefine that all once it's all over with? I spent 18 years in a career that I spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours in classrooms and college courses and everything to go on a career path that's essentially useless for earning an income right now to me but that's okay because we constantly need to change the things up in our life to redefine ourselves and honestly that change is not a measurement of failure it actually could be a measurement of growth if an actor decides one day that they that they want to start creating music that doesn't mean they're no longer an actor right no you're just changing your passion, and your focus. And all of that change is essential for growth. So I have a set of videos and motivational speeches that I have saved. And I listen to them sometimes when I need a little bit of an extra boost or or inspiration or a push to inspire me. And this one, I felt like it was perfect for this subject at this time in our world for this episode. Because this man embodies so much of what we need in this world today so many people are lost they're lost in chaos they're lost in division and his words seem to bring out the best in every person no matter who you were a calm voice a leader's voice one that could unite people toward a cause with just his words without raising a single finger in anger despite all the negativity and the odds that were against him at the time. Here's a brief clip about finding your blueprint, finding your voice, and figuring out who you're going to be. And once you do, you do it well. Here's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you 
decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have as a basic principle the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal star, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. It isn't by size if you win or fail, but being the best at whatever you are. Yeah, I'm going to end it there. That's about as powerful of a word as you can get on the matter. How much the world could use this man's positive influence right now. But thankfully, the words will live on forever. So I will end this one there, and I'll head out on a song from Soul Rising. This one's from the 2018 album Timeless. This one's called Good Morning. Till next time, dig deep, find your passion, and then find your why. Keep living. Mm